everybody. Welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our Who Are We? Well, my name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-also host. I'm Josh. Josh? Well, wait a minute. What's that little what's that little mouse that I hear in the background? <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little high, so like now it's just fucking funny. Oh, this is supposed to be a, this is a family-friendly show. Our special third co-host for this episode, premiere episode of season three, Ashley De Jesus. What's up? What's up? What's up? Boop, 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 what's going on, Ashley? Hi, guys. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Well, like I said, this is a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Um, I live in Portland, Oregon, no longer in Castro Valley, California. Josh also moved, but he's still in Chicago. And we've been best friends for way too long, some would say. We come together once a week. We talk about movies from our childhood. We talk about whether they're amazing, whether they're not that good. We also haven't recorded in like a hundred months, so I'm kind of forgetting how this intro goes. <laughs> but it's been, it's been four months. It's it's been it's it's been a while. But and it's at the end of the what's been going on in those four months? What are you doing? This up is to? a great intro. Thank you very much. See, Ash- see, Ashley knows that I need a little bit of validation here and there. Yeah, Josh, yeah. get with it. Come on. Hashtag new well, permanent I, host. I only like validation if it's given to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> At the end of this episode, it will culminate in a rating of either Be Kind and Rewind or Eject and Rigid Act, denoting whether it's worth your time or whether it's simply a wreck. <laughs> that was so good. Thank you. All right, well, that's it. That's the whole podcast. It's like All super right, uh, 90s we're... tone. I love it. Wow. Look oh, at that's it. good. We, okay, You're... we need to have Ashley on way more often. <laughs> okay, I'm... <laughs> When Josh told me about like the podcast, I was like, wait, let me listen to a few episodes first. And I was at home working and I'm responding to your like quips with each other as if I'm in the fucking room with you guys. It's terrible. Terrible. Aww, that's wonderful. So, that's sweet. Yeah. I was uh I think I was live texting Josh at the same time. And then I pulled out my <laughs> Pokemon cards when you got when I got to the Pokemon episode. <laughs> Well, that's kind of that's kind of validating. I I think I kind of do that too. I'll listen to our podcast and then I'll kind of like interject on top of myself and Evan. So there's two of me. So I feel like it's more equal footed in the conversation. So I, mm, I feel that. Oh, whoa! Shots fired. <laughs> well, oh, excuse me. This episode. What are we watching this week? Ashley, tell Don't the you... folks what we're watching. Yeah. We're watching the great 1998 Disney original film, Mulan. Oh my gosh, Mulan! It's an, it's an American animated musical historical action adventure film indeed produced by Walt Disney. You, already, you stole my whole thunder about how it's 98, but that's okay. It's based on the Chinese legend of Hua Mulan. And this is the animated version. We're not talking about the live action one that's all controversial and going to be $30 on Disney+. Plus. I mean, we can talk about the live action one a little bit if you want to, because I have very (laughs) strong feelings about the whole charging $30 so that you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Are you kidding me? It makes no sense to me. 
It makes sense did if you, you have like kids you know or whatever, that? but like still. Why thirty dollars? Why are they punishing people with Disney Plus? Because they're like, well, we're not making any money in the theaters right now, and we know that people will pay it. So fuck you. Uh, Disney, Disney, <laughs> Disney, Disney, <laughs> Disney. No, so normally, Josh, we have you do a quick synopsis of, oh, fuck. of Mulan. Uh, but yeah. do you, we want to have Ashley do it instead? Oh, it won't. I won't know what to say. Well, you just Josh just literally Google's like he goes oh, on that IMDb. Only does. <laughs> he I just go goes on, on IMDb, IMDb and then he just picks the like the first one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like my favorite part of the podcast. Um, uh-huh. Evan's just oh giving, my god, BD Wong is in this. I didn't know do. that. Uh, you didn't oh, even you know learn it for the first time. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm looking at the name. The things that get revealed when you look at IMDb. We got Bat, we got BD Wong, we got uh, Pat Morita, we've got George Takei. I'll let uh, I'll let Josh do it. Let him do his favorite part of the podcast. Okay. All right. We'll let we'll Josh, do you hear that? We'll let you do it. <laughs> well, I'm glad it, I'm glad that uh so far the first guest that we brought on the podcast is about how can we get Josh away f- from being part of the podcast, so uh, <laughs> glad I can reclaim a little bit of my territory. By the way, uh, I don't know what you brought, Ashley, but I'm currently sitting with a small bowl of kimchi, a single tomato, and a bottle of Underberg. Ooh, serious snack. Isn't there a song for snacks? Though? And then it just well, then it just it just played. played. Did you hear it? No. It just played. Here, let's play it again. Oh, there it was again, oh, so, twice. Pl- we played it twice, twice as fast that time so for time. Ashley, it's in the edit. It's oh, in post. God, you guys suck. That's the magic of podcasting. I, like the this the like. Did you just hear? Oh, the crackle of lightning happening. Um, oh, and a little bird flew in the window. Excuse me, I oh. came onto this expecting <laughs> sound effects to be playing while we're doing it. You know, like radio. Come on, guys. <laughs> Ashley, what what do you hear in your room that is happening no, right now? No, please don't make me edit in more things. <laughs> Shut up. This is what you get for trying to release my duties to other people. <laughs> God damn it. Josh, just hit him with hit him with a synopsis. There we go. Okay, here we go. This one comes to us from not even gonna say who they are. Uh, this retelling of the old Chinese folktale is about the story of... This one's way too long. Let's go with a different one. To save her... Fa- Ashley, <laughs> I haven't done this, this is in four every months. time. Oh, God. No, it's not. You're, Ashley, this, this is, is how the sausage week. is made. Okay. I'm like holding my face right now. Oh, geez. I just, I, I just say synopsises to myself in my room when we're not recording, and I'm still bad at it. Yeah. All right. To save her father from death in the army, a young maiden secretly goes in his place and becomes one of China's greatest heroines in the process. And that's from Kenneth. Kenneth. Thank you very much, Kenneth, for that wonderful, Thanks, delightful synopsis. Wait, so who is Kenneth? This, he's the one who wrote the synopsis that Josh just read. I'm not taking credit for it. 
Oh, okay, good. That makes sense. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ashley, so this movie, it was it was your pick. Welcome, everybody, to season three of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. We wanted to bring it in with a bang, so we, we got the wonderful Ashley. Um, and that's why I brought three snacks. Whenever somebody chooses the movie for the week, I, we always like to know just kind of what what's your childhood relationship with this movie? Ooh, okay. So Josh asked me to pick a movie that would that like is super meaningful in my childhood, and the only thing I could think of was mm-hmm. Mulan. And it's because it's the first movie that I saw as a kid that looked like me on screen, even though like I'm Filipino and Mulan's a Chinese like hero, right? It was yeah. the first time oh, I so ever saw myself as someone who could be a Disney princess, but she's a fucking warrior. Like she's a Disney warrior, yeah. which makes her even better. So like it was the first time I really resonated with something that was told on the big screens that my American friends all knew and loved just as much as I did. So it was for me, it was a really big representation matters <sighs> moment for me that made me like evolve into this weird comic space that I'm in now. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, I really Actually, like if I could story. ask where where did how did you see it for like the first time? It was it did you see it in theaters or did you have like an old VHS of it or like how how did you access this movie? I saw it in theaters with my family. Uh, my cousins had moved from the Philippines to America and it was one of the first movies that we all watched together as a family because they like moved in with my family for a little bit. And I remember just falling in absolute love with it. And like, I was like super obsessed with my cousins too that were older than me and just like cool. So I would fake sick and like just stay home with them. And when this was out on VHS, it was a movie we'd watch over and over again. Whoa. So like there's a a whole like different tie to it versus just like loving the storyline and stuff. Um, For me, it's just like, no, this was a movie that kind of made me think, okay, I could be more than whatever it is that, like, mom or dad wants me to be. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I love, this is, like, the most heartfelt and wholesome tapes, tapes, (laughs) tapes we've ever done. I don't don't even know who I am right now. I I chose a movie because I was bored or, like, I saw it once and it reminds me of, like, a kickflip I did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah for me it's always like well my we're upper middle class white family so we just owned a ton of dvds so i just had access to this movie <laughs> like ashley's coming in with the like i saw myself that's really cool i love that <laughs> well yeah because like it was i would always have to go to like uh an asian supermarket for like characters that looked like me um, I'm blanking yeah, right. on some that like from my childhood, but like anytime yeah. I went to school with stuff like that was even Hello Kitty, which is so so dominant now in, in pop culture. Um, everyone's like, "Oh my God, where'd you get that? Like that's so cool!" But then it turned into, "Of course you like Hello Kitty because you're Asian." Like, wah, yeah, wah, right. Wah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in all of our culture. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's but yeah, so, so it's it was so just it was just always interesting. Um, to yeah. see that and like grow up with that type of experience, and it's it like it makes me so happy that Asian American kids today grow up with so much more representation. So it's a reason that you know Crazy Rich Asians or Always Be My Maybe are so important in representation. Oh, dude, I fucking love right Always Be My Maybe. Josh, have you seen that movie? No. No, Always be dude, my maybe? you have Bruh, to watch it. You I'll gotta watch it. that movie. Okay, I, I won't give it my typical. Yeah, yeah, I'll see it. No, that's a real like. 
that's a that movie like, is a banger. I rewatched it recently. It's, it's so good. It's season three. I've got a notebook. <laughs> it's probably Keanu Reeves' best role. Like ever. Oh my really? god. Wait, no, don't say anything more about it. Don't yeah, say no, anything that's more it, about that's it. it. Keanu Reeves' best role. I don't know. I've yeah. seen No, but but Johnny Mnemonic. But real talk, she's right. No, I I it is interesting that like throughout the years, especially with Disney and their treatment of Asian people, is that mm-hmm. like like in the nineties it was like, You're Asian. <laughs> And then now it's like, oh, you can't, you're like allowed to be the different gradients of Asian, you know? It's like, now you can be Filipina and you can be like Mm -hmm. Japanese and Korean and Chinese. It isn't all just like, just, just like, oh, are you Chinese or Japanese? So that, like, it's, it makes sense to me at least that you would kind of like see yourself. Cause like, cause what else did you have back in, in the nineties that were like, you weren't going to have a Filipino, you weren't going to have a Moana like situation. Media, yeah. Um, I had the yellow Ranger from power Rangers, <laughs> but <laughs> so two things, <laughs> two, so... <laughs> but I did. Want... I always wanted to be Kimberly. Like it got to a point where I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't respond to Ashley. You had to call me Kimberly. Cause I really, who told you, you couldn't be Kimberly. Oh, no. My grandma was like, no, no, you wouldn't respond to us. So they had oh to call me God. Kimberly. That's I didn't amazing. want to be the Yellow Ranger, okay, but she is one of I'll those that Kim- I had. An off- Don't dude, call I her Kimberly. <laughs> call her Ash. She's, she's her own strong person now. Oh she doesn't need she, Okay. I'm giving you the option. If you want me, to, want me to call you Kimberly for the rest of the app, you got it. No, I, I'll forget you're talking to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that's well, that's amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that because I, I I love hearing that. Like that's that's really cool. I mean that and that is a very like that is what what tapes 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 really is about. Is like it's not even just the movie itself. It's also like all the nostalgia, all of the feelings associated with it. And this one is a big one. Like I know yeah. that like everybody in in my my class. I mean, you just start saying let's get down to business and then like everybody in the room in our Everyone age range in. give like 5 or 10 yeah. years every like this is like a that's like a march. Like everybody knows this movie. I have watched like I watched it when I was a kid um and I remember thinking that it was really fun, but I didn't really like this wasn't a Disney movie that I revisited a bunch really. Um, Josh, did you watch this one when you were a kid? Uh, not that much. I'm trying to reflect back on, because this was 98, so I would have been 10. Yeah. And I'm trying to think like what, what else was big? Like, because this one didn't really, wasn't really on the radar for me when it came out. One, because at that time I identified it as like, this is a girl's movie, so I don't need to like, I don't need to involve myself with it. But like A Bug's Life came out that year. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. And Prince of Egypt, which was like. A huge one for me. We might have to do one on that one because, like, I, I, at least in my own family, it's like, oh, it's about Jewish people. It's like, get excited, Josh. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> get that's, me, that's an impression of my. It's <laughs> an impression of my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so I didn't really come to appreciate this movie until high school, uh, okay. when it was shown to me by other people, and by that time, it was. Once I got it, I was like, oh, shit, this is good. This is cool. And especially, you know, that song, it, Let's Get Down to Business. Mm-hmm. And just, like, watching that sequence of all these strapped people, like, get ready for war. 
It was good. That's a hot song. Yeah, absolutely. It's a banger for sure. Yeah, so this this movie, um, in terms of production back history, I, I didn't really look up a whole much, a whole bunch. Um, I do know that the marketing budget was somewhat restricted because of the disappointing performance of the Hunchback of Notre Dame um, and Hercules that had come out the years prior. Um, Which is so it, crazy because now those are some some of their biggest movies. Yeah, they're they're like, like deep cuts almost. Wow. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I think in the 90s... What up, Disney? I don't know. I, I do wonder Disney. if, like, culturally, they were kind of ahead of their time with certain movies, but, um, but like, still clinging to the past with other ones. To me, this one... So, uh, and Ashley doesn't know this about me, and actually neither do any of our listeners, because it's it's, like, a new thing that my wife and I started doing during quarantine, is we have actually been going back... And watching every single Disney theatrical release since like 1900 whatever, um, so we've actually been like we're we we actually hadn't reached Mulan yet, so we're like skipping ahead a little bit in in our lineage, um, but we're like freshly Disney-fied, and so it's kind of interesting <laughs> to see like this one Mulan. It definitely has the feeling of like them making a big movie like Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast or Aladdin. Like there's some other movies that come out that are a little bit more like on the throwaway side, like a rescuers from down under or like, uh, like DuckTales. <laughs> um, but this John one, Candy. this one definitely had like, you can tell it had big budget behind it. Like they, they were really, they were really going for it. Um, but yeah, just for for whatever reason, I I didn't watch it a whole bunch when I was a kid. Uh, Szechuan sauce, I don't know. Do we have to? Oh, we um, to yes, re- we have to talk about their Happy Meal debut in '98. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so two days and before I, the release, oh, that was that was the real juice. Happy Meal toys. Mm-hmm. That was, dude. Do you remember Happy Meal toys? Oh my! Days. I will say one of the biggest things that I've realized in my adult life with this movie is that when I was moving out of my mom's I actually found a bunch of my old like toys from my childhood and the 98 Mm. Happy Meal Mulan figure was one of them and I brought it like it's the warrior one where her like armor comes off and then she has like the casual like civilian type clothes underneath it Um, what a Happy Meal toy with two outfits yes yep that's insane and I like I go to Comic Cons all the time. It's part of one of my side gigs. And Ming Na Wen, who is the voice of Mulan, was at a show, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's gonna be there! I gotta show her my toy." As if she's never seen it before, right? Thinking that it's some cool <laughs> shit. So, <laughs> but hey, I, it's the first no. time. Every time with, with it's fine. I get in line and like I get to see her, and like she's like blowing up at this show because it, she's part of Agents of Shield right now. Um, which actually yeah, just right. ended, but like she, it was a huge thing that she was there as a guest. And like, I get in line, and they're like, "Oh, are you like buying a signature? Are you taking a photo?" I was like, "No, I just want to talk to her." And I get up there, and this is the first time I've ever been like starstruck, and like my voice was shaking when I was talking to oh, her. Oh, that's but, so. Like, oh my god! She like she looked me dead in the eyes. She listened to everything I had to say, and it was basically telling her like I was six years old in '98, and this was the first time I ever felt seen and on screen. And it changed the way oh. that I lived my life. And like having this like Happy Meal toy reminds me of like what I'm able to be. 
right? And she like, she started tearing up. She took it out of my hands and signed it for free. And it was just like, it was one of the coolest moments that I've ever had at a Comic-Con. And so I have it actually in my nerd altar right now. Oh, it's there. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I can see it. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't. I, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I thought you were. Because we're all in one. No, I would just. Not, because I know what Ashley's nerd altar is, so I was excited. Oh, about it. okay. Yeah, I didn't know what you were. Oh, Evan, I'm walking over to you and high fiving you. Oh, look. Because, uh, oh. Ow. I hurt my hand. God, we haven't high-fived in a long time. No, I've forgotten how to human because of quarantine. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm bleeding. Well, that story was so wholesome. I legitimately started to tear up just listening to you share that. It's amazing. We need need to up the game on our own personal residence (laughs) in this podcast because this makes you feel like a hollowed shit. Well, I think that the only thing that's going to make us feel a little bit more hollow is an ad read. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Hey y'all, season three is here and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading platform for audiobooks. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes. And Audible has a nearly endless catalog, including podcasts, theatrical performances, comedy, and Audible originals you won't hear anywhere else. Download Audible on the platform of your choice. Listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do. Then visit audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. All right, so we're we're back with the wonderful Ashley De Jesus and Josh. He won't let me say his last name for whatever reason. He won't let me say his. Last I stopped name. not letting you say my last name. I just say my name's Josh. If you want, well, to no, hear, you you uh, take your name off of things though, like on your in the script, your name's redacted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so during, during this, the second half of the podcast, we just we talk about how we watched it. Josh, how did how did you watch this movie? Like I uh, on a screen. Like okay, oh, great. I forgot how to do this. <laughs> I, I know, watched I it. On, I watched it on my monitor in my in my like little room. <laughs> did you? Here. So you and Sienna didn't watch it together? No, I watched it on my own. Oh, okay. We, yeah, we watched it together. Like I, like I said before, we're we're doing this like big watch all of the Disney movies project. the The most recent one we had seen was Beauty and the Beast. Um, so that was kind of like what was fresh, fresh for now, us. Are you just doing the animated ones and then watching their like live action right after? No, we we're not going to watch any of the live action ones. Okay, good. Save yourself. Yeah, good I, good, good call. I would never subject myself. Sometimes I will start those live action ones as a joke on my wife, and um, <laughs> it has never elicited laughter or any kind of pleasure. So 
but I keep, so keep at doing it. it. <laughs> yeah, you'll keep... get there. You'll you'll get there eventually. <laughs> I'll break okay. her down. I'll wear her down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we watched it, and and I had I had largely a really good time. I kind of. Um, I had forgotten kind of that Eddie Murphy was in it like right up until because it, yeah. it had been so long since I've watched this movie that I was like, oh, right, that's right. Like right before he gets in there and George Takei is kind of like summoning him. Um, I was like, oh, my God. And then for me, I really think Eddie Murphy kind of stole the show. He just is so funny. Yes. And so yeah. many of the gags that him and the cricket have like. It's, and it only happens for just a second. But the scene where they're riding a panda and they have the suit of armor <laughs> and the cricket is like moving its arms and legs up and down to make it look like there's a general talking. And then like the panda just like they give the news to 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 Chifu and then they just like walk away and the panda just walks vertically up a tree and then <laughs> it's just like what in the hell that was so weird I loved it um Ashley Ashley how did how did you watch this like where did you watch it give us the deets yeah um I'm watching it like right now while we're doing this podcast it's on mute on my tv <laughs> Are you you're watching it live? You're watching it like on mute? I'm watching it live on mute with subtitles. This is a first. Yeah. Where uh let's get that first No, watch. we're not doing more okay. music. Uh, I, yeah, that one <laughs> what, that one was not uh verified by What first. part is it at while you're this is amazing. So right now they're about to go and get their medals. Like they're they're in the town right now. Oh, so you're Mulan, like right at Mulan the Mulan ran up to them and was oh. like, you got to keep an eye out. Sean, you is yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's interesting you mentioned that because actually at this point of the movie is where for me I started to kind of lose interest. Like the third, mm. the, the third act, I was kind of like, I don't really get what they're doing anymore. Like it all, it all made sense to me, the first two acts with like her going in and, you know, wanting to save her dad and and like that all felt very motivated and then like the way that she saved all of them and killed the hun army that all made perfect sense to me even the way that like she got injured and that's how they figured out who she was but then it was kind of like all right we're just gonna make sean you survive and like he's just gonna go in there and then we're we're gonna have a bunch of the soldier boys that we have featured we're just gonna have them dress up as women for not really like any real reason. Yeah, and it I became like a football football game with the emperor of like, oh, if he he's got to go in this room, but he's got him in this room, and we got to chase him up the wall. Yeah, for for me, like the movie felt so strong up to that point that I couldn't help but be a little bit disappointed by the way that that. I mean, it was still like gorgeous. All of the animation was really good, and. Um, you know, the, the fight scene that, that he had with Mulan where like Mulan was able to use her intelligence and, and like that aspect of her to ultimately defeat him, which like still ties in with the whole theme of the movie of like, you can be, you know, as long as you're true to yourself and like utilize your own strengths, like that, that doesn't, you know, there is no absolute strength. There's like all these different ways that you can be strong. Um, so anyway, that, that's. It's it's interesting that like that's the part that you're at because for me I was kind of like ah eh, this is where I I sort of tune out. I think it's um, so funny that like at this point in the movie 
they they have to dress up as women, right? And like they do this whole makeover to get by the um the army and like to st- get the emperor back. But that's what she does in the beginning of the movie. Like she gets all dressed up and she puts this face on. And it's yeah. just, it's so interesting that it's it's, at the, it's a yeah, role reversal. Yeah, it it ends like how it begins. And and I guess mm-hmm. I can I can appreciate the symmetry of that, the the uh you know that 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 is kind of but to me it just I don't know I felt like they could have written it in better. It felt like a little they, forced. They could have let that scene breathe more. Like they could have you know at least had one scene where she's like I've got an idea. I don't really know that they that they did that. Like I said I was kind of I was a little bit checking out at that point. I mean they they do because they have this moment where they like the, te- the there's like the six or seven of them they pick up this impossibly large statue of head like a figurehead oh that that's just like happened ten in times the movie the size of them made of concrete <laughs> and they try bashing the door in with it mulan's like oh, oh yeah got an idea she, and but they're then like they, oh fuck this but idea. then they didn't really show them like distracting the guards enough for me i guess like i i would have i would have wanted them to like the guards to actually go over there and interact with them because it i don't know it, it felt like a, a kind of a missed opportunity so th- when this movie i looked it up when this movie premiered i guess disney disney was having kind of a hard time with um their audience in in china or at mm-hmm. least getting movies distributed over there because disney put out a film or at least helped pr- help produce a film that was about uh the dalai lama and they were oh, kind of like, okay, yeah. you guys are you guys are making a statement here. So I, I guess they went in with Mulan, hoping hoping it would kind of reopen that door. But from what I kind of gleaned, that it it was it didn't really test very well over there. A because you know, in terms of the source material of the original story, I guess it didn't do it very much justice. But also a lot of the characters were just caricatures and not entirely like believable as like kind of everyday people that live in China. Like I'm watching it now and like most of the jokes are about like, oh, uh, Kung Pao chicken and oh, what what do you guys want to eat? And it's just like stuff in it. Yeah. It's it's definitely made for an American audience. Yeah. And the the weirdest one was for me was like when Mushu was calling all the elders together and all of the elders are like, it's like there's a very clear like Jewish banter couple over here, and then we have like that painting where it's what's the farmer? Yeah, the yeah, the I know what American you're talking Gothic. About. American Gothic, yeah, yeah. It's like what what is this? What does this have to do with what's happening in this movie? It's just I guess it's well, supposed it's to be for like audience. an American audience. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's just I'm I'm looking at it through today's eyes. Sure. Yeah, they, it wasn't very like traditional. I mean, and yeah, Eddie Murphy throughout the whole movie is making like, you know, crispy fried rice, wonton. Like he's just he's just like saying <laughs> he's just saying Americanized birds. Chinese <laughs> dishes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a product of its time. Like the the nineties, they they exactly. really weren't. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite moment, Ashley? Ooh, my favorite moment is when she chops off her hair and turns into a warrior. <laughs> it's like that that's like the moment where you know it's gonna like shit's going down like oh god she's going against her parents real. wishes <sighs> in this day and age are you kidding me like that that for me <laughs> that for me was like was, oh okay that's, that's we can go against moment the, when she yeah. Cuts her hair. yeah there's no going back there are so many times in my own life i want to do my own mulan cut off my hair 
you know, with swords. Have you ever done that? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just no. cut off six inches, but it's still like down lower Have- mid back, so. Well, well hopefully, hopefully you experience that on it on some other metaphorical level. Yeah. No, I want her to. I want you to do it live on podcast. Went, let's oh, okay, go. Let's cut your hair. Yeah, let's cut, cut your hair. Your hair. Cut your hair. Cut your hair. I think that means. Uh, oh, I'm using uh, two swords to do that right now. So Evan, go ahead, do your editing. Yay! Yay! Good job on cutting your hair. <laughs> Right. Hey, I mean, it's not like we're going to barbers right now. Cutting your own hair is pretty regular. I mean, that's true. It will it will grow out. Josh, favorite moment? Okay, I got one. It's uh, very beginning, it, it, like it, it, of the movie when Mulan is like waking up and it's like time to go and do the things. I don't know why I love this moment so much, but she's like all disheveled and like very normal like getting up bedroom routine stuff and she's supposed to go meet the matchmaker and she's like rushing to get there and she's on the horse and when she gets off the horse she does this flourish where she like gets off the horse and she goes i'm here and her like (laughs) hair is a mess and like she's just like kind of like flourishes her arms and just goes i'm here and i don't know what it is about that moment but i really feel that where like you just (laughs) That's how I show up to this podcast every single day. Yeah. I'm here and I'm just like disheveled and gross. I mean, I the, just, everybody's, not the best part of the movie, but I love it. Everybody's first job is just showing up, you know? Yes. I think that's, that's what we can all agree to. <laughs> so yes! we're at the end of the episode <laughs> and it's time to rate 1998's Mulan. <laughs> Josh, do you want to you wanna start it off? Rating it either. No, I want Ashley to start it off. No, no, no. Or we maybe should she leave, should end. We should leave Ashley at the end. Okay. She's a special uh, guest. She's our little little mouse. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> why is why is? I guess that's staying. All right. All right. I hope you're okay with this, Ashley. Josh, yeah, cool. what do you give 1998's Mulan? Be kind and rewind, or eject and reject, baby. Oh, my teeth. Uh, I'm going to give this the first uh, Be Kind and Rewind of uh, season three of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Yay, the Yay. first one. Uh, you know, I I mean, to tell you the truth, I'm pretty middling on this one. Not that I really am feeling anything to give it an eject and reject. But yeah. in terms of what this movie represents to... A lot of people that are not me, because I have every fucking movie from the 90s to look at is like, oh, I see myself in this movie. Like, there's, I can appreciate that. Like, that's really powerful. That's really strong. And I can watch it and experience it and have a great time doing it. But, um, I mean, just as a movie on its own, I don't think it's, like, amazing. It's, of all of the movies, like, in terms of, like, they take a classic story archetype and they make it, like, Disney's and they make it really immersive. I actually think like if they're going to, in terms of them taking like this Chinese, like this Chinese fable and make kind of modernizing it and stuff like, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't that immersed. I don't, it's not the most immersive, immersive of the ones that they've done, at least in, uh, in my opinion. Um, but it's still great. It's still well done. It's still like a classic. So give it a be kind of rewind. All right. Well, I will also give it a be kind and rewind. Um, I, I think that 
the the Rotten Tomatoes score of this is something like eighty six percent, which to me that seems pretty fair. Like I think that it isn't. If if you look at it objectively, it isn't the best Disney movie that I've ever seen. But they do they they stick to a very consistent style. The animation is beautiful. It was inspired by ancient um, Chinese drawings, um, which which I I always love it when they do like a very particular style. That they used to do that more. Nowadays they they don't really. Um, but you know, especially because I've they're all so fresh in my mind. Like you look back at at uh, Bambi, which has like a very distinctive style, and even. Um, you know, even Snow White. This one had like holds its own as as like a very distinctive stylistic movie. The songs are really good. They're all really catchy. They're they're in your brain, like whether you want them there or not. Um, <laughs> Ashley, this is. Do you give 1998's Mulan's either a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject? This is a be kind and rewind in your little convertible VCR tape <laughs> rewinder. You guys I mean, remember you're those? literally rewinding it <laughs> while we're recording this podcast. Yeah, you, you you kind of tipped your hand early on, like yeah. you're gonna rewind it. Yeah, it's uh, you're right that it definitely has a different animation style from like every Disney movie up to this point. I think late '90s, you see a real shift in how Disney's doing their animation. Um, It's actually directed by Tony Bancroft, and his brother, uh, Tom Bancroft, was the character designer for Mushu and a couple of the other characters, but they work on a lot Mm. of Disney uh, animation films. So it's it's the consistency that you see in that uh, definitely goes from the late 90s to early 2000 uh, Disney movies. So it's it's interesting you brought that point up, but yeah, nice. this is a this is one yeah. that that's close to me. It's close to my heart. It'll definitely be something that I, if I have to babysit children, I'd probably put this on for them. But I have not watched the second one. Did you guys know there's a second one? Yeah, I've never watched the second one. I think it came out in like '04. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that to Those myself. Direct to tape sequels. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hard to yeah. imagine. Like, I, I was when we when we were watching the credits. I was like, "Where do they go from here?" She literally just saved all of China, like <laughs> the world. How on earth? The galaxy. <laughs> like, how are they going to top this? Well, all right. so Look, they've already on Disney gods. on Disney Plus. Uh, that's how I was watching this movie. Um, Mulan Two is on the screen right now, and the description is Mulan, a beautiful and heroic Chinese girl, is preparing to marry, but she first must complete a dangerous mission. Accompanied by her fiance, three princesses, and her sassy guardian dragon, Mulan sets out on an adventure of a lifetime. So now they kind of spin her into this whole uh, like yeah, see, Disney princess that. formula, and I don't want that. Yeah, that, yeah. that feels lower stakes. Mm. We got to do, do you have any recommendations for what people should watch either instead of Mulan or like in addition to Mulan? Are we sticking in the 90s or is it like Disney theme? Like is there no, no, it can be it can be any time. Like it doesn't even have to be a yeah. Disney movie. It could be any any movie that you kind of feel like touches on some similar themes maybe does a little better 
Um, like to me, Moana kind of does it a little better because it's also a, a young girl who's mm-hmm. like s- saving the world. Um, Says and she doesn't fuck need it no to her man. family. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I go with that recommendation. Interest in that one at all? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen that? It's so good. It's also like what, the songs Moana? in there are also so catchy, just like Mulan. Oh yeah, I would say way, that's like way. the more modern. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no, the shiny I, I song. Just, I can't believe they got the rock to sing. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, that would be my recommendation. Do either of you? You don't have to have one. Also, if you don't have one, <laughs> I go with Moana as well. That's a really good one to to kind of doubling up, yeah. doubling up on Moana. Wait, I, I could just, I could. Am I just allowed to? Use the recommendation that you made? I don't have to make my own? I'm giving Ashley special I'm credit because she was so nice to me earlier, and clearly it's two oh, against God. one. Yes. Evan, Sucker. finally, give you a compliment. You've got great... Uh, you got, you, you're got a good listener. You're Thank good you. Listener. You're welcome. Ashley, for context, compliments are a currency on this show. That's fair. <laughs> I, I caught on. I caught on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also going to say Moana because I second to that. I would just say in the army now, Polly Shore. <laughs> why do you, why Polly Shore? All right, everybody. No, it's a terrible movie. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Um, you can find uh, this episode on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Just search Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. You can also send us an email at 88tapesbaby at gmail.com with any future submissions, things maybe we should watch, uh, fan art. We've gotten some fan art over the years. I'm making us sound a lot more important than we really are for the benefit of our wonderful guest, who this week has been Ashley De Jesus. Everybody, Round of applause for Ashley. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, anything that's going on? Yeah, I never got to share what snacks I had during Mulan, but that's okay, <gasps> so you can play it again. Ooh, no serious snacks. All right, what, what did you eat? I had tacos and peach rings. Tacos and what? Peach rings. Peach rings. Oh my god. Oh my god. Peach rings. Peach rings. Yeah. Peach rings. Peach oh rings. my god. Peach rings. <laughs> Dude, talk about a nostalgic snack. Yeah. Wait, I've not hold had. On. I've not had peach rings in a minute. Oh, they're like a staple in my diet. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are you twenty percent peach rings? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you again, Ashley. For, we will definitely have to have you on if if you are okay with it. We would love to yes, have you back. Yes, of course. This was actually a lot of fun. I, oh, I enjoyed uh, the company and and talking about a movie that I really love. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll we'll definitely do it again. Um, and I feel like I've i I'm happy that you were here. I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit better, and I, I think our I think a lot of our audience is going to resonate with with you on this one because this is definitely a definitely a classic. Josh, sing us out. Oh, 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 because when you get you guessed and it's time to go, it's uh, the end of the show. 
our interview, buddy. Bye. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs>